0: about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight, insight and advice. Welcome to Winners United. This is season seven, episode 10, entitled Getting Through the Turbulence with Satwinder Isser. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, and I believe that business Mindset, personal development, and self-care are the four pillars to entrepreneurial success. This is why WinHurst United is your one-stop shop for business, mindset, personal development, and self-care conversations with the winning women of color entrepreneurs. If you're a fan of WinHurst United, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating then write us a review you need to go to the show page and scroll all the way to the bottom to do this i'll be giving shout outs on future episodes to those that take time to write us a review i want to thank you so much for your continued support During this episode, Satwinder and I discuss the journey of self-discovery, business rebranding, getting to the roots of our issues, the importance of faith and patience, and much, much, much more. But before we get into the episode, let me tell you more about Satwinder. Satwinder Izzer is a women empowerment and leadership coach, a healer, and a mentor. She's the founder of She Rise Academy, where she helps her clients become transformational healers and coaches. Sat Winder is committed to the rise of socially and spiritually conscious feminine leaders. She accomplishes this with her teachings on peace, prosperity, wealth, abundance, profits, and success. So, without further ado, here is Getting Through the Turbulence with Satwinder Isser. All right, so Satwinder, welcome. We appreciate you joining us today, and we're excited to learn more about you and your journey.
1: Thank you so much, Nicole, for inviting me to your space, and I'm really very grateful for being here.
0: Awesome, awesome. So let's get started about you telling us about your background and what you currently do professionally.
1: Oh yes, of course. So my background, I born and brought up in India. So that's my background, I'm a woman of color. And uh, my graduation I did in commerce, that's business. (laughs) So, and then I came here after getting married to my husband to Canada. I'm in Canada right now. And then after turbulence in life, And going through ups and downs, I got to where I am right now. And I, right now I'm serving women through my academy, Shira's Academy, training them to be life coaches and healers. Because as I said, like through the turbulence of life, like and I am here right now as a healer, as a coach, who's serving women through their healing journey, helping them to achieve what they want to achieve.
0: Okay thanks for that so yes. you talked about some troubles in life that led you to where you currently are just give mm-hmm. us a picture of exactly what pushed you into your current space
1: okay long story short let me try that <laughs> see every uh, i think especially uh, girls in india when in, in my time if they have dreams and I think right now, too, they have dreams. But I came to Canada after getting married. I do have some dreams, some hopes, you know, some wishes that I will fulfill. But life is such a journey, I think, that what you plan for, most of the time, it goes the other way, you know. So that's what happened to me. Financial crisis, relationship crisis with my husband at that time. And me blaming everybody of what I'm going through for. You know, so that was the time of myself going into the self discovery mode. I think that's what I believe now. That's what it happened for a reason. So that was the um, troublous time, but most important time of my life when I realized that it is inner journey I need to take to find myself in order to not to compare myself to others, not to be jealous of others, or not to be impatient about life and what I want to achieve in life. So that was, in short, was the story where it led me to self-discovery. It led me to how I can help others. It led me to going more deeper with my clients. It led me to more going on the spiritual journey with them and the healing journey with myself and my clients.
0: Okay. Great. Great. Yeah. No, and you made some great points, right? Because sometimes we go through things that we don't necessarily want to go through Mm -hmm. and we may not understand why we're going through them, but look what happened on the other side, right? It led you to, like you said, self-discovery, which then led you to your current path, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel everything is necessary, right? Mm -hmm. It's all about what we do with it. Yes. That really
1: counts, right? Yes, yes. It's a big eye-opening for me. If I go back 10 years, 12 years now, I see myself here where I am today. It's like a dream, you know, that I would be able to come out of what I was experiencing that time.
0: Okay, thanks for that.
1: All right, so let's go back in time a bit further, right? And tell (laughs) us more about life growing up. Oh, it's a mix of memories, Because I came from a very not so rich financially family. (laughs) I had many ups and downs actually growing up where I have felt, again, that feeling of lack, if, if I have to like, you know, put it into the words, feeling of lack, because it was not only the feeling of lack, it was the reality of the life when I was growing up. But now if I look from from far as an outsider at my younger self of what was going on back then, I take it as a journey of each individual in my life, like my father, my mother, my brothers, you know, whom I really adore and love. And to my father, who I had some issues with, you know, the father father wounds, as I say in the spiritual realm. I learned to forgive. I learned to accept him as the way who he is without harming my, myself. Harming in the sense, not physically, but emotionally and spiritually. You know. So that coming into the terms of, okay, I cannot change him or anybody actually. What I can do is learn to how to not be harmful to myself. So life back then was wonderful as well as very painful too because I miss India. I miss my brothers. I miss my family there, but it was painful. It was very painful for me for many, many reasons.
0: Okay. Thanks for that. So you talked about the lack, like what Mm -hmm. were some of just some of your other experiences?
1: First of all, I have not talked about it, any of the shows because in my interview, so it's kind of like overwhelming right now to even talk about it. Feeling of lack, it's like especially from my father's side, you know. And I can tell like because if he will hear this he will be very sad, but <laughs> but at that time I felt lack of of his presence mm. in life. Presence in the sense he was emotionally present, yes, but he was not present as a provider for the family. You know? So that bring a lot of painful memories like lack of food, lack of clothes, you know, though that poverty, you know, that came along with, with all that. So that's what I meant when I say lack of many things, because see, that's the truth. Money, we need money to fulfill these things, you know, Our basic needs. But when, when a father figure accepts that he is the head of the family, that you cannot go out, you have to listen to him. Then this is his responsibility in my eyes that to provide for the family. And especially in India at that time, you know, my mother is a housewife. She has never been out. And when I say she has never been out, it's like she she don't go out, not even to shop. You know, she's that kind of woman, you know, who just love to cook and take care of the kids and stuff, right? So that was in my eyes or in my mind, that is his responsibility to take care of the family when it did not happen most of the time. I'm not saying that he didn't work at all, but when the amount of time he didn't work, you know, so we went through that up and down in our lives. So that's what I meant, like.
0: Okay. Well, th- thanks for, then. you yes. know, just kind of getting a little vulnerable, right? Sometimes topics yes. are tough, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, it, it's part of our journey, right? Whoever knows who it may help. Yes. Right. Yes. To, to understand that you can come from this kind of place, and then mm. end up somewhere totally different, right? yes, yes, yeah, so thanks for that, all right, so tell us what you wanted to be when you grew up. Like, what were your oh. dreams as a young girl in India?
1: You will laugh at this. I never dreamed of becoming something first of all, what I dream of is of a prince who will take me <laughs> who will take me from all of whatever was going on in my life. Like, you know, that fairy tale was in my mind. And I think that was the main reason of my, my pain after I got married and I came here because in my mind, it's a fairy tale going on. You know, I'm leaving everything behind. Maybe it, the life will change now. But when it didn't change, you know, I am the same. I'm at the same level. So growing up, my dream, my dream was nothing to become. It just want to escape with a prince charming (laughs) by the way that happened my husband is a prince charming we came along very good now very strong It's been 10 uh, 14 years actually of our togetherness so but at that time if i i will say that i didn't see that it is you know this is the prince charming it is a fairy tale but it's own it's my own kind of fairy tale (laughs) thanks for that and you know
0: what i can relate to that i feel like that's maybe A lot to do with the images that we see or the way that we think life is supposed to be, right? Because I remember thinking, you know, find this man happily ever after. Mm -hmm. And my story didn't necessarily go like that. But as a young kid, you know, different books we read or TV shows, that is sometimes the picture that's created. So that's not too far-fetched, right? No, no. (laughs) And I love how you said, right, like, with your husband, it's like now after time, you know, looking from a different lens, you Mm -hmm. can see that, right? But initially you couldn't, because to me, like life doesn't always seem like, depending on where you are in life, you look at things differently, you know, and you may not appreciate something that's grandiose and great, right? From Mm -hmm. another person's perspective until you get to a certain place, right?
1: Yes, yes.
0: So tell us about a pivotal point in your life and how it shaped who you are today? Hmm.
1: The point that has shaped me who I am, it was, again, the the blaming what I was doing or the dreams I had, which was not fulfilled. And I was blaming my husband for that because of my father wounds. And I always say that, to my clients too like you know whatever is going on in your in your life in your relationship especially you know we need to see from what is the real cause of this pain because the thing you see or going through right now in your present life have the roots in the past Mm -hmm. you know so that was going on with me that whatever because my father was not present financially in our life. So when I came here, when we moved, it's starting our life together. He was like, you know, just starting over life, right? He was doing his best. But in my opinion, it's like, you know, he is the head of the family and I, I need everything. I don't want to compromise. So I was in that space, you know, so that bring me into the conflict with him many times. And the most of your time, if you will ask me, is like when I wanted to just end the relationship and move on, right? But at that time, when I was crying, I'm gonna take a little bit longer time in explaining that because right. that's a important part of who I am today, you mm-hmm. know? So I was just sitting and crying. And looking out the window, I always have this thing that when I I need to talk, even when I was a child, I talked to the sky Mm. all the time. So I was just talking to the sky, like, you know, that this is not me. Because internally, I know I don't fight. This is not me. What's going on? I need some answers. And I was just crying and looking at the sky and asking, like, you know, please tell me what do I do and how this is not me. And at that time, something profound happened with me that I saw maybe it is my mind or it is my imagination, I don't know, but I saw a figurine in the clouds uh, like a goddess, you know, and I heard the voice that "You need to help others, that those are the clear words which I, which I heard that I need to help others, and I was like, "I'm helpless, and you're telling me I need to help others." you know at that time. My spiritual guide also entered in my life through my husband, because he was at work and somebody gave him sacred sand, we call Udi, from from a temple in India. And he came home, bring that at home and put it on my head. And it was like, all my anger went like, wow, it was gone. It was, and I'm getting chills. It sounds really, I don't know, most people don't not gonna believe it but that was my experience of it you know all the anger was like I was melted and that was the time I everything started to change well because my thoughts started to change I was like okay I need to help others how how can I help others you know? then I started to researching you know, how can I help others? Then I I found life coaching. Okay, you know, life coaches help others. Wow, wonderful, right? I, I have two kids. I can stay home and I can help other people. So I took a life coaching program. The journey of me, who I am today, started.
0: Wow, I love that. <laughs> and I can definitely understand your story in relation to a spiritual awakening or, you know, something spiritual coming over you. And just releasing, right? I definitely understand that. And I understand that some people may not, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's fine. Yes. And it's fine. Right. Yeah. I love how, like from what I heard, right? Basically, you're deciding to go outside of yourself to help other people actually help to heal you, right? Because going on this journey of becoming a life coach, right? That was giving you more meaning to your life, which then possibly took away some of the turmoil or, you know, like some of the negativity that was going on between you and your husband, right? Like a lot of times we look for our happiness on the outside, but when we do work within ourselves and Mm -hmm. even want to help other people, it heals us and it heals everything around us,
1: right? It is, and especially in the way coaching and healing works, right? It works when, when I'm helping a woman, you know, I work with women most of the time. It's very exceptional, like, you know, when I am with men. But when we work together, when we, even listening to someone's pain, you know, and I am giving them, or I'm creating that space for them so that they can come and heal. And I can assist them. It will not only heal them, but also make me realize, make me feel, make me heal with them. You know, I can feel the emotions like, you know, so when I see many perspectives, you know, many thoughts, many feelings, many emotions, this is how I have learned or, and, and heal myself. Because one perspective is not enough to know what is going on in your life. I think, you know, if you can just listen and know and understand different perspectives, you know, that's where the healing starts, not ends, but starts. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. Good point. Yes.
1: Starts,
0: not ends. It's a life journey. Does it It is. Right? Like it is. It it's, it's a
1: continuous process. That's a tricky question. Does it ever end? But for me, what I have understood or like, you know, what has came across is just like, you know, if you have done with one thing, the other thing will show up to here. If some, let's say, and somebody made a very good question. Uh, many years back, I think two years back, that, okay, you know what, all this spiritual healing and healing and stuff, like, you know, there are billionaires out there who are not doing this thing, you know, how they are making money. And I was like, you need to understand that money is one aspect of life, financial. There are many areas of life. Are they feeling satisfied in each and every area of their life? And I I said, like, "You you will find something that is some areas They are not even satisfied, and that's the area they need to focus on, and that's the area they need to healing, even though they are billionaires, you know, doesn't matter. Yeah, but there is always something. So, to answer, there's always something to work on. If one thing's getting healed, the other will show up even more strongly to work on.
0: I agree, I agree. Yes, that I agree a 100%. Yeah. So tell us what you're currently doing to improve yourself personally and or professionally.
1: Hmm. Well, professionally I'm rebranding everything the way I used to work, the way I used to take my business, you know, I was doing on and off working in my business, you know, not coming openly as the healer or as a coach to help other women coaches and we are rebranding everything my website is getting done so professionally we are creating some more content for women so that they can come and enroll and learn what they need to do as a professional coach or professional healer or maybe the emergence of both that's what we are bringing personally I'm just spending time with kids because they're home and not doing something special right now. But finding happiness, I think, in every moment is one of, not my goal, it's it's like kind of like finding the nature of finding that happiness in each and every moment personally. So that's what my plan is, not for the weeks, but coming life, I think.
0: <laughs> yes, that that's very important, right? Especially yeah. with the, our current times, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's unforeseen times. It can be very difficult times, right? But it's important yeah. to take the time to find happiness in every moment because it's yeah. you to not be happy when you're under restriction or when you can't live life the way that you're used to living life, right?
1: Yeah, like to be okay with the mystery. I always tell women like, you know, you need to, because I was not okay with it. You know, I was not okay with it many years back. But now when you are aware that this is a mystery and you need to be okay with it, with the unknown mystery, you know, that's what's coming next. So we, especially women, because we hold the family together most of the time, right? We are the one who has to... Uh, has this responsibility, even if nobody have given this responsibility, it's uh, just our nature to hold every, everything together. So living in the mystery and being okay with the mystery is the number one thing I think women need to understand and embody that, that, okay, this is a mystery. You know, we need to be okay with it
0: yeah i like that now you talked about rebranding right like Mm -hmm. and i do feel like that's an important thing to do right to just evaluate and decide where you want to go in the future did you know that we turned three years old on march 1st of 2021 this podcast is officially three whole years old so 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 excited As I continue to grow in my podcasting journey, I also want others to feel the transformation and empowerment that podcasting has given me. If you're interested in being a podcaster, I would love to help you out. Schedule a podcast launch consultation with me so we can get you on your way. Go to the show notes for this episode to find the link to schedule your consultation today. Right. So just tell us a little bit about why, you know, you decided to rebrand or what led you down that path.
1: I think it was in twenty nineteen, winter time, when I when I decided to to just end the business. Like, you know, I don't I didn't want to do it because there was so much going on due to my health, due to the online space, it was like getting really mixed emotions. I was like, you know what, let's wrap it up, you know? But then because I always consult the quantum field. I work with the quantum field. I work with Akasha, which I call Akashic Crackers, right? They suggested not to wrap up, just to take a pause. So I took a pause for many months and 2020 started with a bang. (laughs) So a longer pause. So that led me to, when I consult the the quantum field or intuition, you can say, because I don't know how, familiar your audience with all the terminology I'm going to use but when I consulted my intuition or or just sat down like you know what I need to do who do I want to serve so all these questions branding questions or again self-discovery questions I led to that I still want to work with women but I want to work with women who who are like me you know who wants to help others who wants to heal themselves too while helping others so the rebranding is happening because i am bringing the coaching and healing together most of the time you will see programs out there either it's coaching either it's healing so we are bringing coaching healing and integrated approach where women because we women heal very uniquely than any other person you know so that's what why the rebranding is occurring because we are bringing emergence of coaching, healing, and other things. We are bringing it together to create a, a nine months long journey for women to take and become professional. She rise coach.
0: Okay. Yeah. Thanks for that. You brought up two things that stuck out to me, right? And Like you're sitting down and listening to your intuition, right? (laughs) So I don't know if people do necessarily relate that to a quantum realm, Mm -hmm. you know, but taking the time just to be quiet. And to me, that's going into trusting yourself, being okay with what you decide, right? But Mm -hmm. I love that you took that time and I'm amazed at what you got out of it as a result,
1: right? Yes. Yes. That is one of my... I think one of the powerful tools I have learned, first is coaching, of course, coaching skills, you know. The second one was to play with intuition, to play with the mystery, to have that faith and patience. Two of those things are very, very, very important for business, for your life, you know. So when I say like, you know, it's rebranding, I took these months off, I literally just sat down and did nothing. And before that, it was like, okay, You know, let me be quiet. Let me take a pause and listen what is going on. Because we argue, (laughs) my intuition and myself, we argue. (laughs) Uh, You will call it intuition. I call it Akasha. And it's another, it's a way ahead of intuition. You know, that quantum field is ahead of intuition that you tap into. So I argue like, you know, it's like what I do next. And when I hear something and I do hear a lot and see things a lot. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, this is not going to work. What's next? So, this is how the dialogue happens, and they told me to be quiet. I was quiet, paused, I was paused. And so, this is how the dialogue goes when I play with intuition. And I tell everybody if you can do that with your intuition, with the quantum field, or whoever you work with, even if with your oracle cards, you know, people are very much using the oracle cards at toys, you know. So, if you're playing with those oracle cards. And they're saying you to sit down and be quiet, do that and listen to them. And you will see what will come out of it. You know, because I told them like, you know, I'm going to close this thing. I'm not going to do anything unless you help me to create something very unique. And they helped me then to create something very unique.
0: Okay, thanks. Thanks. I love that. Right. And for some people, that's God and their relationship mm-hmm. with God, where people hear God telling them something and they don't want to do it. They're like, no. Yeah. And then, next, you know, it like attacks them and, mm-hmm. you know, or either they're like, you know, God, if this is what you really want me to do, then send me the money. And yes. next thing you know, they have the money for that, you know? So however you relate to it, I feel like it's, yeah. you know, we all have a force that tells us. Yes. Exactly what we need to know. It's about yes. whether we're paying attention and open to receiving those messages, right?
1: Yes, of course.
0: I like how your program is nine months. When you said nine months, that made me think of like birth.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. Is- you just... Got it. <laughs> That's okay. why it's nine months, because after nine months, it's like, you know, you, even if you have never had worked online or never heard of coaching, never heard of healing, never heard of quantum field. if you're brand new, like, you know, after nine months, you will be again, a brand new, like, you know, a coach who will be ready and confidently ready to help others.
0: Okay. I love it. Yes. All right. So tell us, about your toughest struggle and how you overcame, if that's not anything you already spoke about.
1: Um, my toughest struggle was, personally, I already, I think, shared, coming out of the blame game, coming out of healing the father wounds, the toughest of me personally. But professionally, the toughest one is to is to come out as real person who is spiritual and when i say real person who is spiritual and a healer because we see so many healers out there and i'm not bashing anybody but in the spiritual community it is so much of If I may use spiritual fuckery going on, (laughs) the law of attraction people (laughs) are just telling others like, you know, all the time, high vibes and everything like, you know, the low vibes are no good or emotions are no good. If you're feeling sad, it's no good. And coming out as, I don't like the word authentic, but a real, real healer who. Who says that emotions are good? You know, emotions, uh, if you're feeling sad, it's, it's okay. You're feeling sad. You don't have to go into high vibes right away. You know, the, the sadness is telling you something. Your emotions are telling you something. Your feelings are telling you something. You need to listen to them. So the toughest part is to, I will not use the word compete. But to come across as strong, because see the people have these brand shoots, like have crystals in their hands and have beads in their neck and posing as like you know as the goddesses, as the priestesses, but in a way that is only limited to their branding. Mm. I know I'm not sure if it's coming across nicely, (laughs) but uh, not going deeper. Into their own emotions and feelings and letting their own clients or whoever follow them, telling them not to be okay with their emotions and feelings and to be only high vibes because I see in the groups too, oh, you cannot post anything if it's not high vibes. Mm. you know so higher vibrations are perfect but they cannot come you cannot be on high vibe drug (laughs) 24 hours you know you are a human we all are human you know if you have created a space and somebody is going through something it should be allowed for the person to to share that with that community you know if you have especially with uh, let me tell you I'm not sure if it's okay to talk here especially with the race you know, women of color, black women, like you know, when they try to share something in a group around racism, it's just the moderators of the group go bonkers. It's like, you know, oh, no, 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 you cannot share that in here. It's not our guidelines. It's like, why not? So this is one of the things I always say in my programs too, to my clients and to whoever is listening, that if you're not socially conscious, you cannot be spiritually conscious. You cannot bypass these things, whatever is going on in around you. Even if it's racism, if it's cultural thing, you know, you cannot bypass that and say, you only want high vibe and you don't want to talk about it. You know, you need to be conscious on all levels. You cannot ditch the social stuff, you know, just to be in the high vibes. Because let me tell you, when you will tap into the social stuff, there are low vibes. You know, because so much going on and if you will prohibit women to talk about it in your groups, how come you are spiritual Mm. and see what they are then teaching their clients or the students who are taking courses from them that, okay, no, you cannot talk on these subjects, but you can be a healer. I don't think so. That's
0: a good point. That <laughs> is a good point. Right. Because we are people of several different sides. We have different layers to yeah. us. Right. So if you're only paying attention to one layer, mm-hmm. then like you said, you aren't going deep. And in a sense, it's not being realistic. Right. Yes. Like that's not a realistic approach yeah. to the situation or a holistic report, yes. approach. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I I agree with you. Right. And it does. (laughs) I used to be like that though. Right. I used to only want life to be happy. Yeah. When I was more depressed. Yes. When I only wanted life to be happy. Mm -hmm. Then I am now in a place where I accept that every day isn't going to be a good day. Yes. And it's okay. Right. I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily have to dwell in it, but Mm -hmm. I can just accept it. Right. So. Yeah. understand that
1: so that that, that's a challenging part as a profession to come out and stand in the line with everything that has been glittery as you know so that's a struggle i'm facing i'm not sure about others but i'm i'm on it we are on it my guides are on it so that's why we are (laughs) rebranding everything so that I can come out and people can see me because I just heard from a woman. She was looking for a teacher who is a either black or brown teacher in spiritual and she couldn't find it for 10 years. And I was like, okay, this is time to come out. (laughs) This is time so that people can find women of color, you know? And, and I, when I say women of color, I'm not saying that I don't teach white women. Most of my clients and students are white, you know, but For me as women of color, like, you know, it's time for, to come out so that people can find me that, okay, yeah, this is an academy run by women of color and they can trust. Because sometimes I'm telling you, there are women who just want that space where they can feel safe, Mm
0: -hmm, you know? mm
1: -hmm. And we are trying to create that space under Shirai's. Okay. Thanks
0: for that. And I'm glad you gave yourself that permission, right? I often hear people say, that someone somewhere is waiting for you so what are you waiting for right so you like basically confirmed that right yes yes okay all right yes I got ahead of myself asking about that rebranding but that's good (laughs) that's fine all right so tell us about a book that you read or listened to lately and what it was about
1: Well, I'm not a book person, first of all, but I'm more of like reading articles online and reading about whatever topics I'm interested in at that moment, because like, you know, that's, I think, a drawback of being in the moment. (laughs) I was like, I play with that a lot. But the book I last read was from Catrice Jackson. It's called The Becky Code. She's an anti-racist. She works on anti-racism with white women and and she wrote a book on that and that was a really really eye-opening book for me personally because five years back when I was going through some kind of like you know racism in my own life I was blaming again coming on to the blaming game but to myself that okay you know what it is maybe it is me you Mm -hmm. know maybe it's just me so all that was going on in my head so when I read that book it has some really good pointers and I would suggest any women of color who is here or listening to your uh, podcast to go and read that book because it will help you in, in actually knowing how to, how to take your space. Because most of the time we are just like, you know, not coming out or not, not doing the work we supposed to do because we get, we get intimidated sometimes with, with whatever is out there, you know, especially on the race. Yeah. So that's a book I really, really admire and I'm thankful that she wrote because it makes me not to feel insane, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what's the name of the book again?
1: It's The Back East Code.
0: The Back East?
1: Yeah. The Back East Code.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. So do you
1: practice positive affirmation? Oh, wow. (laughs) See, I, yes and no
0: okay okay
1: because um again I, I, I might well take a little time because i don't know how to explain it that in an easy way affirmation don't work the way people are used to people are using them because it's all about uh, law of attraction people have made it like you know oh, you repeat just affirmations and you will go into the high vibes it doesn't work that way at all okay? because affirmation works when you will clear what clear the old thing from there and then put the new thing because remember if if you want a new dress in your closet you need to remove your old dresses sometimes you know right so you need to clean the space before you put anything new but people have been taught that okay you know what if you want money just chant like you know i need money money is coming to me money is this and money is that that. (laughs) doesn't work that way so for me affirmations I don't use them mostly, but when I use them or when I tell my clients, I give the affirmations. I give the whole sequence on how, what to do before they will chant the affirmations. You know, the main work is before the affirmations. So that's why it's yes or no. All
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what what does that before work
1: look like? Okay, so let's, for example, money affirmations are very famous in Mm -hmm. law of attraction community, right? Money is coming to me, money is this and money is that. When you don't know what is the root cause of you being in poverty, first of all, people are using affirmations and, and calling them mantras, which is really bad too. <laughs> they are not mantras, they are different. But um, let's talk about affirmations, how they don't work. Most of the time you will see people are using lots of affirmations, but nothing happens, you know? Or if something happens, then they are coming back to where they were in in few weeks, in a few months, you know? So the same patterns. Why it happens is because they are not working on what is needed to be healed. You know, I was giving example before that let's talk about money. People are using money affirmations, the thinking about money, visualizing about money. Yes, it might, you know, I don't know how, but it might well have helped few, few people in in bringing in some money, but I'm pretty sure they go back into the same patterns again. You know, they need to work much harder. Only affirmation don't work If you are not working on the root cause to heal it, you know, for the money part, you know, poverty, where it was started, there are any links uh, in your ancestry as your ancestors, as your family dynamics, you know, uh, where it is originating the poverty. Is it something new in your life? You know, maybe it is only you that is experiencing it and your family has not they were well off. So what is the reason behind you experiencing poverty or experiencing financial loss or not being able to make money? You know, even if whatever you are doing, you still broke, you know, or you feel broke. Sometimes you have money, you still feel broke. It was like, you know, I mean, <laughs> there are people, right? They have money, they still feel broke. So you need to find the reason, the root cause of Sometimes it is in the present lifetime, in the childhood, sometimes in the past life. I don't go into past lives so much, you know, because um, most of the time the root causes are in this present lifetime, in our childhood, the childhood trauma, the mother wounds, the father wounds. There is something that is, that you will find while, you know, and then if you, when you will find and you heal it and then use the affirmations, they will work. But other than that, it's just the random words you're repeating again and again.
0: Okay. All right. Thanks for that. And it's, I have heard about getting those roots up and healing them. And I heard them in a form of like a burning ceremony or, you know, things like that where you identify, you know, some of your blocks and like burn them away.
1: That is one of one of the tools you can use, you know, you can journal about your trauma, you can journal about whatever is going on. But the most, mostly people have no idea why they are in the same patterns. Mm. So as a coach, and as a specific coach, what I'm asking, uh, saying is my job as a coach healer, I call myself coach healer, is to take my client on a journey of, you know, going back. let's go back let's see from where it started where are the roots of this thing that is you're going in circles and circles and then healing not only from the present timeline because you know as a quantum person you are in many Mm -hmm. timelines you know so to heal it from all the dimensions all the planes all the timelines so that you can bring back the soul parts you have lost due to that Mm -hmm. trauma you know, so that you can feel whole. You don't feel broke inside and outside, you know. So it's not a one session thing or two session thing. I have seen people doing, you know, activations on money activations and this activations and that activations in one session. Of course, I can offer one session for $1,000 activation if you want that, you know, I can pretend that. But it is all about the inner work. And I do strongly, strongly believe that in order to heal a certain thing, you know, you need to do the inner work and inner work takes time. It's not one session. It's not like, like a quick fix. Mm-hmm. Of course I can give you a banded, but I would rather suggest you recommend you go, let's do the inner work. Okay. All right.
0: Thanks for that. All right. I like that.
1: Okay. So. Do you
0: have a favorite quote that you like to share with us?
1: I, I'm a poet. Okay. I have not talked about it yet on your podcast, but I am a poet and I love reading other poets, especially and very close to my heart is Rumi. You know, have you heard of Rumi? Yes. So there is a quote where Rumi says, your task is not to seek love or to seek for love but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Mm. And I do believe, and it's like healing, you know, that you do not have to seek money. You need to find the barrier, which is stopping you tap into the money energy. You know, you need to find that, but you need to find that root cause. And then you, you know, you need to shatter down those walls or those barriers that within yourself, they they are not outside, but within yourself. So I just really, really love that. quote.
0: Okay. Thanks for that. Yeah. That's, and that goes to what you were just talking about, right? As far as those blockages. All right. So before I let you go, I ask what I call fun questions, right? all about travel, right? I feel like travel is very enriching and necessary. So can you tell us about your last vacation or where you went (laughs) for your last vacation? What's your favorite vacation Uh, and where you plan to go when we're able to go on more vacation?
1: Okay. So this is the part I need to work on in my Life, has Remember I said that we all have a part to work on. I would love to go on a vacation, but life is so busy for me. I have three kids, you know, they are now getting at the age where they can stay home and I can go. So I'm, I am pursuing vacation or even for work purposes. You know, I would love to travel. So my last vacation was five years back. You would yeah. say, Oh my God, yes
0: you need a vacation
1: <laughs> i do i do need a vacation and that too when i went to india for my brother's wedding it was lovely i was alone no kids no husband with me i had a lot of fun with my cousins with with my family so yeah i do need a vacation and i'm looking forward for the next year so that i can have vacation i want this COVID to go as soon as possible and also for the world actually more than vacation i'm very excited about the retreats i'm organizing for coaches you know for leaders who can come and just rejuvenate. you know uh, or, or work on the inner things because i have seen women coaches who are like very successful they need that time off like three days or four days so i'm planning to actually organizing few retreats for them I'm really excited to go and have that time with them. Okay.
0: Yeah. Cause I feel like even if it's local, right? Yeah. if You're staying home sometimes just disconnecting and really spending time with yourself can be a vacation.
1: That I do a lot that I do a lot because my kids know this is mommy time. This is her time you know, that she's watching either watching TV. I love watching TV sometimes, you know, some series I like binge watch on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> or or like, you know, just like right now, they're all, two of them are sleeping and one is awake doing his thing. So they know that, okay, this is what mama is doing. Um, she needs her time, you know, at night time, If you want to be awake, be awake, but this is my time. I watch TV nighttime or I, I go on my laptop nighttime, I work. So that for me, that is a vacation every single day that I for sure need. But destination vacation is still needed to happen.
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. All right. So Southwinder, before I let you go, do you want to tell us about any events, products, services that you offer where the listeners can
1: find you? Yes, sheriseacademy.com. You can find us on Instagram, She Rise Academy, LinkedIn, She Rise Academy, Facebook, She Rise Academy. So uh, we are on all social medias. The services I offer is for women. You know, you can be a mother or you are uh, an entrepreneur who needs help in in finding whatever is going on and you need that holistic approach to your uh, services you want to learn how to have holistic approach while serving your clients or whatever you're seeking uh, from a healer or from a coach in nutshell i'm coach's coach and healer's healer you know so connect with me i do have many offers individualized according to your needs Mm -hmm. i don't it's not a cookie cutter method i don't have that so you will talk to me I will see what you need and then I will create three months or six months journey. Yes, three months to six months, no one sessions, please. Uh, <laughs> because I do believe that it takes time to do the inner work. Mm-hmm. And do we also offer certification programs.
0: Okay. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being transparent and just sharing yourself with us. We appreciate it learning more about you today. <laughs>
1: thank you so very much, Nicole. I had a wonderful time while talking to you. It didn't felt like uh, an interview. It felt like, you know, we are having conversation as friends and I just loved it. And I hope your audience will also love it because uh, you are a wonderful person. I see you as a woman who is so uh, strongly coming out of what you believe in or what your message is and you're sharing other women's message on through your podcast. So thank you so very much. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Win Hers United. I hope you found this information useful and can take at least one thing away to be and do better. Don't forget to follow us on Clubhouse at Win Herbs United so you can be a part of the conversations we have on this platform. I would love to invite you onto the stage. As always, be empowered and empower on.